0: It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show.
1: A fine Saturday morning to you, gents. Good morning, Andy. (laughs) Good morning. I'm the only one who gets to have the faux Irish greeting on this show. That's why I said (laughs) good (laughs) day. I didn't
2: even try the accent.
1: (laughs) Good day. Good day. Have you guys seen any good movies this last week or last few weeks?
2: Mm. I've been re-watching movies still because I think that's maybe a little type of comfort. Right. Too. Okay. Yeah. Not movies that I, you know, just, I have a pretty big DVD collection because I'm old. <laughs> yes. And, uh, going back into those, there's some sort of like muscle memory. It's, it's a little calming. Although I think I've mentioned this before because I'm such a horror movie fan. I own an alarming amount of movies about people trapped in a very small space. <laughs> 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 and those are, sometimes I'll be halfway through quarantine, the movie quarantine or RAC, REC that uh-huh. it was basically, on and be like why am i feeling so upset oh why am i watching this
3: (laughs) yeah so i'll change to something like mission impossible to see people run
2: really fast the
1: Uh, outside right
3: yes exactly i did watch a couple of hitchcocks that were new to me i watched foreign correspondent and mr and mrs smith Mm. which was
1: interesting an odd twist for hitchcock
3: i've never heard of foreign correspondents, and
2: i feel bad about that is and mr mrs smith pardon my ignorance does that have anything to do with the Mr. and Mrs. Smith that came out with Brad Pitt? Not, no, no. Um, okay,
3: just I, I mean,
2: it. Was, it was, was was the Brad Pitt one a remake somehow of that? Was it about a two different spy couples
3: no hitchcock's mr and mrs smith is basically about this couple who find out that through some kind of legal kerfuffle they're not legally married and so uh they get into a fight and the husband is trying to win the wife back and it's kind of supposed to be a screwball comedy but it's kind of up in the air as to whether or not it actually works as such that sounds like a movie that i watched At a revival house once, it was called Too Many
2: Husbands, (laughs) and it was back before we knew really how to make movies, and a woman is married, and her husband flies in a plane and disappears and is pronounced dead, and so she marries another one, but then he comes back, and now she has too many husbands, (laughs) and it was too much film that wasn't good.
1: (laughs) Justin. (laughs) Well I have been busy uh you know, I I finally finished watching all my Hitchcock movies. I did all of his sound movies. So that was quite a quite a feat. And now I am uh digging deep into my films nominated for best picture and nominated for best foreign language film slash best international film. So that's a a lengthy task that's gonna take me a very long time. You guys
2: watch movies that are good for you. (laughs) Andy, I if, I had, just... if I go had,
3: if I had a hat, I'd take it off to you, sir. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's fun, and uh, I just as maybe a slight hint there. There might be a series related to that coming up later. Hooray! So, oh, I so. hope so. We shall see what Great. that might be. I feel like we actually hinted to it uh, at some point um in our Discord group over oh, the next boy. real Discord group, but um, yeah, I'm not going to go too much farther than that. We should be announcing what we're going to be doing in a couple of weeks, I think. We're going to say what our next round of lineups will take us through the end of the year. It should be fun. I'm on pins and needles. I, I will say, as just another hint, the other series, I feel like, uh, I, I think that it's a series that Pete and I decided that we thought would be really fun and funny to do. Um, it's a longer series, and I think I don't think either of us has fully thought it through, and we may end <laughs> up regretting it. <laughs> <laughs> it's after, Sounds very dynamite. shortly after starting it but i don't know i hope that it will end up being fun we'll see
2: Rays on pins and needles
1: you've got this <laughs> it hurts <laughs> well i guess we should talk about some movie news what's going on out there in the world of movies
3: either of you guys familiar with twilight time twilight time that's not our thing
1: that's not a thing that sounds like a trick of words it sounds like something where it's going to force us watching more of the twilight movies (laughs) it's twilight time kids so twilight
3: time is one of those dvd slash blu-ray distribution companies kind of like the criterion collection or kino Lorber, that um, puts out vintage films they've been around since 2011 they actually put out some news recently that's kind of sad in which they said they will be closing down operations as of June 30th. So that's sad. Uh, They've had a pretty decent catalog in the past nine years. They've released 380 movies. And so right now they have a big sale going on. They are going to continue uh, making and selling movies until June the 30th. And then if I understand correctly, after that, Screenarchives.com dot com has acquired their catalog, and I guess it'll be their movies will be available to watch there. Um, I actually am embarrassed because as much as I love buying Blu-rays, I don't have any Twilight Time movies, which saddens me. Really? Yeah. I'm shocked at that.
2: What are they known for? And I still don't, don't believe that this exists. But <laughs> Like, there are so many words, and they picked Twilight Time. <laughs> just, they they could have picked ma- Magic Hour or like something. Twilight Time? I don't
1: like it. <laughs> well, it, you know, it, I mean, it's one of these boutique dealers. You know, they got into the okay. business releasing things that the studios just weren't doing they weren't putting out there you know they've taken care of a lot of woody allen films for people who are big fans of him a lot of a, kind of obscure films that came out that weren't really oh, hits. I but see. oh that's like nice. I, it's
2: almost like completionist work
1: yeah we, yeah some of it is some of it is bigger stuff that just you know it's not unfortunately getting uh talked about anymore like um uh, Ingrid Bergman's Anastasia or Anne of a Thousand Days, which was, I mean, that was nominated for Best Picture back in 1969, just no one's really talking about it. But then they're Got also it. releasing things from like the 80s and 90s, like Baby Boom with Diane Keaton, if either of you remember I that. that movie. Eight Heads yeah. in a Duffel Bag with Joe Pesci. Oh, that was also there. Yeah, that was there. It <laughs> sure was. So, you <laughs> okay. know, it's not necessarily always some of the greater films, but I mean, they put out like there, there are some ones that they put out like Rollerball, uh, which is just a kind of a fantastic. They put out Rollerball, yeah, fa- the, fantastic. The,
2: not the not the remake, not the I remake. Was it? No, is it the original. Oh, James oh, Conwell. yes, yes. I'm right, sorry. Right, from I, I the went 70s, to the premiere of, right? of Rollerball. Oh, uh, because wow. I was working. I was working at MGM with John mm, Woo at that time. Yes, so we got invited to the film premiere at Rollerball, and we all went. Yep.
1: Yeah, you're <laughs> like wow, I'm like, glad we're here for this one. <laughs> that is
2: absolutely a film. Is what we all said.
1: <laughs> Well, that's what it was.
3: One thing about Twilight Time that I've never been able to cope with is that whenever they put out a movie, they only put it out for a limited amount of time.
1: It's not a limited amount of time. It's a limited number of copies. Oh, oh OK. Gotcha. And that always boils down to, you know, the deals that they're able to cut with the the uh, companies that have the uh, ownership. And it's I mean, okay. having negotiated these sorts of things in the past, I mean, it is very tricky and very expensive. And yeah. so I get it, and it's it's hard thing to do, but that's what you got to do with these things is say, okay, you, we'll give you the rights to it for this much money, but you can only you're restricted to this many copies and stuff like that, and if you increase it or decrease it, that changes the price, and it can be a a very uh, a very tricky thing to negotiate, but that's generally why all of their releases are so limited.
3: Got it yeah. right take that and the fact that physical media just seems to be going down the drain right now compared to digital um you know it's no wonder that they're pretty much giving it up
1: well i i don't think they're so much giving it up as the fact that one of the two guys who founded it died and um he had passed away and and with that the other uh person was just like you know i, I just don't think i have it in me to keep going with this and so Um, But it is great to know that that uh, Screen Archives Entertainment is going to kind of pick up the mantle and keep going with it. I mean, just because what's great about what was great about Twilight Time is that they did release some of these more obscure films. And and, I mean, I love streaming services. I really do. But it is frustrating when there are some films that you really want to watch. That just aren't out there. And so you do have to rely a lot on these boutique um, companies to kind of carry the weight for these kind of, quote, missing films so that you can still find a way to see them. I'm still hard pressed to completely get rid of my my Blu-ray collection.
2: Get rid of it. Oh, you mean
1: don't want to. Get <laughs> I don't rid of it. want to get rid of it. yet. Hard pressed means don't want to. That's yes, right. It. OK. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of stuff that I have. It's just not available elsewhere. So
3: Okay. This question is pretty much out there begging to be asked. How many laser discs do you still have?
1: <laughs> Jeez. Oh, wow. You know, I actually kept a few when I got rid of uh, my whole collection because I just don't have any way to plug my player in anymore. Um, but I think I no. I only kept geez, uh Glengarry Glen Ross because uh, Jack Levin's commentary was great, which now is going to be released on blu-ray finally oh neat and what was the other one uh i think it was the fisher king that criterion had put out Mm. but then they've subsequently really re-released that on blu-ray so um so slowly everything's kind of been put out but um yeah i don't have any way to watch them i don't know why i bother holding on (laughs) to (laughs) them
3: because they're amazing Uh,
1: yeah but silly things though ugh you know, they'd Net. go through like disc rot where the glue holding the two halves <laughs> together would kind of loosen and they'd kind of pull apart and not play anymore. And it's just, a, uh, they're so <laughs> expensive. What a nonsensical thing to collect.
2: <laughs> How much would be on one side? Wasn't it like half an hour?
1: It depends on the type of, because okay. you could have, and I can't remember what they're called now, it. but it would either be a half hour and then you could, like, if you hit pause, it would freeze the image and you could, like, step through it image by image frame mm. by frame, or it'd be an hour per side. And then if you hit pause, it would just be like a blue screen. But then if you got a fancier player, it could still show the image. So, oh. yeah. but still having to flip, flip your movie. And then eventually, you know, if it was longer than two hours, take it out and put the next next disc in. <laughs> Why did I ever start? God, what a strange, I mean, they were, they looked great at the time. They were far better than VHS tapes. Of course.
2: So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we didn't know any better. <laughs> That's right. We, we, ex- we
2: accept the reality with which we're presented. Exactly.
1: So it was just like you were a space person. Hey, what do you guys think about uh, the next step for these big blockbuster movies? Now we have Tom Hanks' Greyhound moving over to Apple TV.
2: I read about that. What is Greyhound?
1: Greyhound is his World War II movie. It's the story about a battleship that I think gets uh, surrounded basically by German submarines, and it turns into like this big battle Ooh. trying to survive and not sink. Because there, I can't. That's remember. really
2: interesting that Tom Hanks would be in a World War II movie. I didn't know he was interested in that. <laughs> he he sleeps with world war ii under his pillow he and spielberg together I, i
1: think so i think so i think they they share world war ii back and forth that sounds
2: great though hanks and submarine movies which is such a uh not a soft spot but like yeah a soft spot for me i love it can be a really bad
1: submarine movie, and it's pretty good. Well, I'm for me. curious. I'd love to think what. I'd love to hear what you think of this one. Like when when you finally watch the trailer for it, because I watched the trailer and I'm like, eh, okay. Oh, how come? Well, I, I don't know. It just looked a little. It looked a little kind of a predictable sort of story. It didn't look nah. like overly like wow, oh, okay. this is going to be amazing. I don't think that means it's necessarily going to be a bad thing. I think it will be fine watching it on. On the small screen, but there is something about watching a film like this on the big screen. Still, I mean, for the first, I think, the first actual non animated film to be released streaming to kind of make that shift uh it makes me think that you know one apple t apple is really trying to push their apple tv platform to be the next netflix and amazon and actually be a home to release these sorts of things and um two i think it's just another shift in the whole pandemic where people are saying you know what maybe we should release some other movies in uh, the digital realm
3: trolls have either either of you used apple tv to any extent
2: i watched the mandal oh no that's Disney. nope (laughs) i went through the entire thought process and figured it out myself no i have not you got
1: it tommy yeah i started watching uh the series what was it blind is that what the one uh, with Aquaman, mm. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, with Jason, Jason Momoa, Manzoa yeah. Jason yeah. Yeah, where everybody's Manzo. blind to like 500 years in the future. I started watching that, I got a few episodes in, and I'm like, you know, I feel like I know where this is going, and I don't know if I want to keep up with it. Um, considering how much money they spent on it, I was kind of su- surprised that it didn't wow me as much. My yeah. wife watched the uh, one with uh, Jennifer Aniston, and really liked that show? one. Yes, really liked that oh, one. She yes. said it was amazing.
2: I'm interested in that one. And I'm interested Thanks. in M. Night Shyamalan's Yes,
1: series. I am too. Uh,
2: about the babysitter. Um, yeah, I guess I'm still just waiting. I just got a free month for Hulu mm-hmm.
1: so Ooh. I could watch Devs. Oh.
2: Now that it's over. Because Devs, because I love the director yes. of Annihilation and Ex Machina. Machina? Yep. Machino. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm three episodes in and I love it. It's so good
3: oh okay what's apple's library like
1: um that's a great question i honestly have not uh i kind of kind of petered out after that show and i tried getting Mm. my kids to watch some stuff on it and i don't think they ever really got into it i know that they had some like some documentaries that they were pushing out there and gosh i don't know what else do they have
3: well, at any rate, I'm sure this will be something good for them anyway. I mean, oh, absolutely. Tom Hanks has to be like the most popular actor ever. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. uh,
2: Just I mean, full stop? come on.
3: <laughs> it sounded like that was a signifier to something else. Well, the most know. popular man
2: in the universe, <laughs> isn't he?
3: No, actually, I, I think it's kind of interesting. Um, The more I thought about it, I I didn't put it together right away, but the more I think about it, it kind of makes sense that uh, this movie that he wrote is going straight to streaming, you know, with him and Rita Wilson having had coronavirus, you know. You know, it's, oh, I, I can, it, <laughs> that is I, interesting. Yeah. I can, I can totally see him wanting to, you know, having the perspective that, you know what, a lot of people are dealing with this. Why don't we make this movie available to them <laughs> yeah. sooner rather than later?
1: That's actually a great, uh, great point. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of the reason. I guess we'll have to see. Uh, it's coming out. Uh, when is it being released again? I can't remember what the date is. I don't think
3: there was a release date uh, just yet. I thought uh, was, At least in the article I was reading, they had, uh, I think they initially had a, a May release date for a theatrical release. No, it was release. Father's Day
1: weekend. It was June originally.
3: Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, you're right. You're right. But uh, I think now that they have officially declared it a streaming movie, they haven't really given it a release date just yet. Yeah. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong.
1: I, I can't remember. I, I don't find any dates. So you may be right. So
2: and we'll never tell you if you're
1: right. <laughs> we love you too much, Ray. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> I know.
2: I could see in your eyes you needed
1: that. <laughs> oh, so what do you guys think about uh Zack Snyder and the uh Justice League's Snyder cut? I know it had been I this think... rumor forever. I know. A joke Generally rumor what really I see is
2: a Zack Snyder. <laughs> film i'm like yeah but can it be longer (laughs) i've never said that in the history of zack snyder so this is not watchmen just getting longer and
1: longer and longer
2: so this is the one that um joss whedon took over because of the unfortunate family incident yes but then he afterwards made his own cut or during the process that's the
1: thing there never really was a zack snyder cut and that's what, but, what? And that was the Internet. It was like a big joke because everybody on the, <laughs> the devil, you say that everybody on the Internet was pushing him for it for us, saying there's some secret cut that that he had been working on and it will really fix the movie. And that's what we're all waiting for. And I feel like nice. he even came out and said, no, you know, there was there were versions, but nothing was like the effects weren't finished. There were things that had never been shot. And they pretty yep. much said it wasn't a cut. It was just you know, plans that never actually came to fruition. Okay. Now they're actually doing it. They're actually spending 20 more million dollars, 20, 20 million more to go in money in, in <laughs> real money. They are going to um, do more post-production. They're rescoring it. They're finishing visual effects. The actors have said they are coming back to actually do some reshoots and stuff.
3: What? Without the mustache,
1: this oh, oh wait, the mustache. Oh wait,
2: where is it? Is it sh- is it showing up somewhere virtually?
1: Uh, HBO. It will be on HBO. That's right. yeah. They're Got doing it. six. Okay, they're doing six uh, TV style chapters. Oh, so yeah. HBO is that just, what they settled on? Well, four to, to six strong. somewhere in there. Okay. I guess it's not completely settled, but yeah.
2: I never saw that one. Is it good?
1: <laughs>
2: I Just mean, good, I know that. is a loaded question, man. A relative term, but, like, the DC universe was a disaster across the board. Was this one of those disasters, or was this one of those that once Joss Whedon got his hands on it, he was like, yeah, I can actually make one thing relatable and not be like, Martha! Martha! <laughs> um, did either of you guys see it? Yes. I,
3: I didn't, know. I, I'm
2: sorry, when I say a disaster, except for...
1: Wonder Woman, of course. And Shazam. Oh, I never saw oh, yeah. Shazam. I've
3: heard that I've heard that that's very charming. Okay. I keep forgetting that that's part of the same universe. It is, it just, and it, it's
1: so different. I wish so many more of the movies felt like that one. It was just such a fun film to watch. So that was fun. Yeah.
2: Was it kind of like the guardians of the galaxy of the DC universe? Like this one's fun and enjoyable. Maybe uh, more of
1: a Spider-Man-y <laughs> sort of thing. It, Cause it's just because he's oh. a young kid. Who becomes this big superhero. And so it just feels like it's like big is really kind of the right. way to oh, contextualize man. it.
3: How did I never put that together before?
1: <laughs> it's it's big. It totally is big, yeah. You just blew my mind. So Justice League was it was okay. It um, you know, I don't think it was the worst thing, but you know, it you you also don't need to run out and watch it.
2: I'm not going to do it because it's not an (laughs) option, and I'll die.
1: (laughs) You know, I I do want to say, and this is something that everybody should be paying attention to, just because of all the the COVID stuff, Cannes Film Festival and Sundance, uh, not to mention some Mm. other ones, they've all started this thing where they're going to be doing um, streaming, basically, these film festivals uh, online, on YouTube, for free. And it starts, I think it's starting like, Right after this, the, the the week after this show airs, like um, like Thursday, I want to say, uh, what are the dates? May 29th to June 7th are the dates. It's called the We Are One, a global film festival. And I don't think films have been announced yet. But it is going to be a great opportunity to catch lots of films that we otherwise wouldn't get to catch at. Here's the list of festivals that are going to be participating. Berlin International Film Festival, BFI London Film Festival, Cannes Film Festival, New York Film Festival, Sundance Film Festival, Sydney Film Festival, Tokyo International Film Festival, Toronto International Film Festival, Tribeca Film Festival, and the Venice Film Festival, plus more. Wow. Wow!
2: Sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, so... Check out the, um, you can go to YouTube and just search We Are One, a global film festival, or just, I think you just go to their website and, you know, we'll put it in the show notes. So you can just link to that. But geez, check it out for feature films, shorts, documentaries. Uh, They're going to have music, comedy, panel discussions, tons of stuff. And people can still make donations to the World Health Organization's COVID-19 Solidarity Response Fund. That is super cool. I love it. I hope I have some free time in that period of time, because I will love to see some movies from these festivals.
2: Wasn't South by Southwest going to do that? Did they do that? And I just completely missed it? No. And I was surprised
1: that their name doesn't show up on this list unless they are part of the and more. But why would you not say South by Southwest? No, yeah. Yeah. No, they are kind of big. Oh, wait.
2: Prime Video South by Southwest 2020 Film Festival Collection from April 27th to May 6th. Oh, oh no. So, d- <laughs> so they did it? What? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Oh, so Amazon didn't make it like their own little thing. It looks like explore the list. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's time. So you have
1: to go to Amazon to uh, check those ones out, huh?
2: Well, it's over. We missed it. Well, great. I'm really glad that I brought that up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's hoping you won't miss this one, Tommy.
2: Yes, that's great. Good, good advance notice. I'm going to start now. Movie trailers.
1: All right, Ray, you get to go first. You are the first one to post it. So take it away. Have you guys ever played Call of Duty?
3: And then like what and then as you're playing, you're like, you know, what this really needs is to be more like the ring. <laughs> I know. <laughs> coming through my head. I'm intrigued. So I found this trailer and it actually looks, it doesn't look like it's a masterpiece or anything, but it looks interesting enough. It's called Black Ops, or it's also called Stairs. These Mm. are both US titles. (laughs) I don't know why there's
2: one of those is good
3: and one of those is just a thing. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why there's two titles in the US. Okay. But in the UK and Australia, it's called The Ascent.
2: Drop some lead in these slimy bastards. Go, go, go. We all know what we agreed to,
0: what we risk
2: when we take a jump.
0: Poor sheep. Prisoner, shackled in the back of the tent.
2: Clark, what was our mission?
0: Kill anyone in the camp. Shooter. i got a bad feeling about this.
3: Uh, This is about a special ops squad called Hell's Bastards, and they're sent to infiltrate some uh, civil war somewhere and to retrieve some intel, and... All of a sudden, they find themselves trapped on a never-ending stairwell, forced to climb or die. And (laughs) to survive, (laughs) they must revisit their past sins if they ever want to get off this stairwell.
1: I know wow. that sounds incredibly oh. lame. You know what that,
3: and it might just be. There was a
1: oh, Tommy. You're going to be able to help me with this one. I'm going to forget Hello. what it is. Um, Let's do. This. It was a found footage film where some people yep. go into a kind of a. I
3: found it interesting. A really the creepy amount of building. First person shooter. and they, that were in the trailer.
1: Know, one by one, they die, and at the end, or toward the end, like they end up finding this hallway underneath, and they're just they're stuck, and they can't get out of this hallway. It's just like this endless hallway. And then, uh, um, of course, somebody finds. Oh, no, I
2: got I got nothing.
1: Oh, shoot. OK, well, anyway, it's a found footage film, but it has that same sort of thing where they're stuck in a place and they can't get out of it. Of course, that's a hallway. This is a staircase. Uh, interesting. Interesting.
3: You almost couldn't tell if it was a movie or a video game. And then all of a sudden there's like this demonic ghost woman popping up. Well,
1: you know, when they're in the camp, the, you know, they're sent on whatever their mission to kill everybody in this camp. And you see that girl that they drag out of the tent, you see her and you go, Oh, well, if they do anything to her, that's a problem because she looks like a yeah. vampire. <laughs> you
3: know, it is funny that you mention that because um, Tom Peyton, I'm just, weirdly pronouncing his name because i don't know how to do it uh might dire- payton go ahead there you go <laughs> directed redwood and black site i don't know if you guys ever heard of those nope. movies but they're mm-hmm. v- very similar uh black site is actually about a, a group of soldiers as well and uh about these soldiers that come across some vampires i guess i didn't actually watch the
1: movie (laughs) and clearly he's a person who likes colors in his title yeah that's funny (laughs) it looks like an interesting like a bad horror movie that i'd probably watch late at night and go yeah i can can enjoy this late at night but i don't think it's something i would seek out otherwise
3: right nothing terribly special
2: I'm more excited by the what you said, the synopsis, than the trailer. Because the trailer makes it look like they're just being hunted by a zombie. Right. Which right. I have no interest in. But if it becomes an ascent from the depths of their souls and the staircase represents them trying to climb up towards forgiveness. That's interesting. But then there was that one and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, it could just be like a haunted house. And then she like runs up and eats one of them. And I was like, well, all right.
3: <laughs> well, it does have a 6.4 on IMDb, which kind of surprised me. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. But uh, but anyway, so uh it's 100 minutes long and if you're interested, uh it will be available digitally on
1: June 12th. Fantastic. Good to know. All right. All right, for my trailer, I uh you know, considering we just did a series on Spike Lee and Spike Lee's new trailer came out, I was like, well, I have to pick that one. The trailer is The Five Bloods, which is <laughs> you know, it looks like a cross between um what was the um, the Richard Linkletter movie that he just did with the vets? Last flag flying.
2: Oh, downsizing.
1: Uh, oh, <laughs> wrong director. That's not Richard Linkletter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's like where the vets come together to. I can't remember. They're transporting a, somebody, but anyway, it's it's old vets getting together um, and it mixed with. Um, and I'm going to blank on the name of it, but the George Clooney movie. Three Kings. Kings. It looks yeah. like a weird blend of like those sorts of movies where you have these. Uh, it's a story that takes place in two time periods. You've got the Vietnam War, and Chadwick Bozeman is one of these guys uh, fighting. And while he's there, He and some people come across a bunch of gold and they hide it and they bury it. And they're like, well, we'll come back. And uh, then we see the rest of it, which is them much older later in life. Uh, Delroy Lindo is one of them. And they are now going back to try finding it. And in both times they're running into people and you've got people like Jean Reno, Paul Walter Hauser, uh, Clark Peters is in there and uh, you know, it looks like it could be an interesting blend of of kind of stories. And so I'm really curious what Spike Lee's going to be doing with this one.
3: Black G.I., is it fair to serve more than the white Americans that sent you here? Nothing is more confused than to be ordered into a war to die without the faintest idea of what's going on. I dedicate his next record to the soul brothers of the 1st Infantry Divisions. Be safe. I love the idea of a Vietnam movie helmed by Spike Lee, even if it's not entirely set in the era. um, I just find it to be fascinating and I can't wait to watch it.
2: It looks really interesting. It looks like a... Because they even reference Apocalypse Now in the trailer. And it's like America going back into Vietnam. And it seems like they're being very met with the horrors that they saw there, the things that they did, the things that were done to them. It seems really fertile and really, really interesting. And I would be in it. And I'm I've always wanted to see someone in the Vietnam jungle glide forward (laughs) without seeming like they're walking. So finally I can have that if scratched. But no, I thought it looked great. I thought it looked really interesting.
3: Here's a question for you guys. I noticed that during the trailer, uh, they did a thing that a lot of movies are tending to do nowadays, where if there's something that was in a past time, they oh, seem to change ratio? aspect ratios. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think about that? Is that something you guys it's like, or does that still, bother it's you? It's still
2: a fun magic trick to Yeah, me. and... Like, I know exactly how it's done, but I love that idea. of It's almost like, and now get ready for the real stuff. I love it.
1: <laughs> and Spike Lee's always done that. Like, he loves playing around with uh, with formats. I mean, we talked about it when we, when we talked right. about Bamboozled, how he went from kind of the really mm-hmm. crappy video to the Super 16 and would play around with that. And I think it's exciting. And I love that filmmakers do that. I mean, it's part of your toolbox. Why not? You know?
2: At some point, it will become a stunt that is over
1: or that will be
2: hacked, but that's not there yet for me at all.
1: Yeah. Right.
3: You know, this thing coming to Netflix makes me wonder if uh, Criterion will get video distribution off on this right off the bat, you know, seeing as how they recently got distribution rights for... Uh, marriage Story and The Irishman.
1: Well, they have a, oh. They do have a deal with, with Netflix to do the releases, the Blu-ray releases of their of that. some of their films. Yeah, and that's why they have been releasing some of those more recent ones. And so I wouldn't be surprised. And considering Spike Lee, especially lately, has seems to have had quite a uh, good run with some of the uh, Criterion releases he's had, I wouldn't be surprised. That would yeah. be great. Well, this one's coming out same day as yours, Ray. June 12th, 2020 on Netflix, as you said. So, All right, Tommy.
2: Mine is potentially the least interesting (laughs) of the three, but it's also very charming. These kind of movies. Oh, sorry. It's called The Short History of the Long Road. It's gotten into every film festival that seems to be ever imagined. (laughs) And it's just it's that long tradition of the road trip. Between two family members, and they're sort of escaping each other. This one really reminded me of Captain Fantastic, just seeing the trailer. Captain Fantastic with Viggo Mortensen and all of the young children working in Hollywood today. The (laughs) idea of we're free, everyone else is caught because we live in an RV and we're just traveling around doing stuff. There's nothing dynamic about the trailer, but it's all very comfortably indie in a very sweet way of like cutting the frame. And this is what it looks like from inside the tunnel. So you're a silhouette when you're on the outside of the tunnel. And I don't know, <laughs> there's just something very sweet. Um, I like the actor that's playing the dad because I know him from, uh, I think, uh, Grand Theft Auto five. That's right. He plays, the, he plays the crazy person. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Stephen I've done heard no Stephen Ogg, he's like a legitimately good actor. Hi, what? My dog wants to get on the podcast. Not now. This is not your time. Uh, he has a lot of thoughts about indie films. Um, and so, um, it just looked like a very nice. I don't want to watch these movies a ton, but when I do, I end up really loving them. Like, just sort of a character study. And Danny Trejo shows up and isn't immediately embarrassing, which is cool. And clearly, <laughs> she's going to find a new look on life and probably leave her father behind at the end. You can sort of see the entire thing coming, and that's not a knock on the film. That's just about, it's like a coming-of-age story, an alternative coming-of-age story that takes place during a road trip. I love it.
1: That's interesting that that's how you read the trailer, because for me, there were so many times where we see her in the car without her dad that I'm like, okay, so does, so I felt like for a while she's traveling with her dad, and then I feel like something must happen to him, and now she's traveling on her own, like when she's working for Danny Trejo at his little car dealership. Yeah. So I'm like, I wonder I wonder what the story is. Like, is does her father die? Do they have a rift and and
2: well that sort of gets into what I was saying? I know it's going to end up being a separation yeah, yeah. between the sure, two. Sure. Amicable dad, your life is no longer you gave me such a great experience that so many kids do not have right. but now I need this while you continue on for that uh, but also there's a good chance I watched a different trailer <laughs> <laughs> that's just straight up on brand. <laughs> what's your name
0: i Noah what's your next stop kind of just let the road tell me where to go society will be much better off to build an army of self-sufficient agitators
1: not everyone wants to live like us. Of course, they do. It, and it also had a feel like um, uh, what was the one that they covered on uh, on the trailer rewind that uh, it takes place in Oregon and it's the dad and his daughter living out in the woods and then
2: oh, I saw that with Ben Foster. Ben
1: Foster, yeah, yeah.
2: I think it's I'm I'm gonna take a swing and say leave no leave trace. leave no trace. Yes, you're right. Yeah, that's great. That's a good. That's much a much more severe look at this kind of life. But no, it seems really, I just have a, I really love those kind of things. Yeah, I do too. This seems less physically survivalist
3: and more emotionally survivalist.
1: If that makes sense. It definitely sense. does. It definitely sure. does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: You know what? I mean, there are a million road trip movies out there, but the way that they seem to be telling this story seems kind of new and original. And of the three trailers that we've talked about, I think this one is the most interesting to me anyway.
2: I did it! Wow,ee! I'm the best. So we baby Triceratops for the win.
1: Baby exactly. Triceratops for the win. When uh, when does it come out, Tommy?
2: Uh, 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 daytime.
1: Can I can I tell you? It comes out the same day as our movies.
2: I know that's why I brought it up. It comes out the very same day, and I knew that, and I said that. But you're you're
1: now you're responding to a fact that I that was great. So good. Uh, good. Thanks for letting me know appreciate that
2: hey it's not like i came totally unprepared
1: okay (laughs) all right well we are going to try playing a little game here uh for this next little segment where we are going to we all found some reviews some movie reviews on either amazon or letterboxd and we're going to read them out and see if the others can guess what the movie is so uh, I guess we should just go in the same order. Ray, uh, why don't you kick us off?
2: Have we done this we before? We have not done this before. Or is this, this a first-timer? Is... So, this, so this could go down in bad history. This could
1: be. And we may never do this, this could again. could be a disaster. We may.
2: Ray starts crying. My pants fall down.
1: I thought your pants were already down. They probably are.
3: You lose another
2: kidney. All right, let's
1: go. All right, Ray.
3: All right. This is from Patrick Willems of Letterboxd.
2: Oh,
1: I know Patrick.
3: Who reviewed a movie. And he had this to say. I like how the main character goes to rehab and then the movie just ends. And text tells us he never did drugs again. End review.
1: Ooh, read it. Read it one more time.
3: <laughs> I like how the main character goes to rehab and then the movie just ends. The text tells us he never did drugs again.
1: Hmm. What year was it?
3: Two thousand four. Oh. That's when I was alive.
2: <laughs> um,
1: I mean, text tells us drugs. he never did drugs again. Two thousand four.
2: This is tickling. This sounds familiar. How many? It's, how do
3: we work? Do we go back it's, and forth it's, it's, guessing? It. I'll give you a hint. Oh, good. It's, it's a. <laughs> it's about a musician. Oh, what? Walking the line. Line walking. No, not quite. Ray. What? <laughs> oh, so it's, it's not walk the line or Ray. It is Ray. It is it Ray. Is Ray. I did it. it is Ray.
2: <laughs> that's what they, is. That's really what they say at the end. He never did drugs again. Right. <laughs> so sucks. if you
3: watch the movie, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, and I read this review and I thought it was hilarious because it does, it does it show him go to rehab. And then, you know, after he's having trouble in rehab because, you know, he's been on heroin so long. It gets to some text on a black screen that basically says what happens. And then it says, and he never did drugs again.
1: That's hilarious. <laughs> we asked him. And he, he
3: pinky sweared. <laughs> that's great. So, yes. Good job, Tommy. <laughs> Hooray. I did
2: it. All
1: right. All right. I'm going uh, give, to give it a go here. You guys ready? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Both Dungeons and Dragons and Raising People from the Dead are qualities of Satanism. I am disgusted that this company would promote Satanism to kids, and I will not let my kids watch any of their products in the future.
3: (laughs) What were the two signifiers? Dungeons and Dragons, and what was
2: the other one? Raising
1: people from the dead. And apparently it's a kid's movie. It is a kid's movie. The release year was 2020. Oh. Uh, Oh, (laughs) oh, oh. oh. Onward? Onward, yes.
2: Oh, I don't know what Onward is. What is Onward? It was the
1: newest Pixar movie with the the fairyland and... And uh, the kids who are, are trying to they find out that their dad was a wizard. And oh, and they
2: just bring back his pants. They bring or back something? his pants, his, his bottom half. Right. Yes. Got it. Okay. So. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, what were the stars?
1: How many stars? Half a star. Half a star. Half a star. Yeah. That was from Christian Mom 87.
2: That checks out. All right. Mine is a deeper cut but i hope that we've all seen this movie and that's all i can say this is a two-star review by m and it means M E M because that's that's a clue (laughs) and it says don't believe the hype all right i do not understand so there's some tough clues in here but they do exist i do not understand why some people rave about this movie i guessed what was happening in the first 10 minutes who creates a life where you work at the post office? Dude, at least make yourself rich and living with your wife. People are haunted by this? Having nightmares? Why? Seriously? The scene where they take him through the hospital basement was disturbing, but everything else was as nightmarish as cherry coke. The ending was as cheesy as a Hallmark movie. I, there's another paragraph, but it gives everything away.
1: I want to say it is Jacob's Ladder.
2: You are 100% correct. <laughs> Was that fun or was that not fun? Have you seen
3: Jacob's Ladder, Ray? I bought it, but I haven't watched. it Oh, you need to watch that.
2: Weird. It's one of my favorite horror movies of all time, and yeah, I just thought it was fun. Contextual clues of that in his. Oh, you haven't watched it yet, so we can't talk about it. The end.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
1: Good. Well, there were a couple in there. The middle clue and the end clue are the ones that gave it away for me. Right. (laughs) Right.
2: Ray, take off your headphones so you can't listen. We'll wave when you should come back. The part that I didn't say was, I applaud Jacob, though, for a ghost. He sure had a lot of social interaction. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Come back on. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, I'm spoiler back. alert for everyone that's
2: that's, that this movie came out 900 years ago. That's right. Okay, right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, well, that was fun. That, that was, was fun. a game. That was a game. I liked we it. We played it, and now we're going to move on. <laughs>
2: It is time
1: for our lists. And uh, for this this week's list, uh, the film that we're talking about was the remake of La Caja Fall. It was The Birdcage, Mike Nichols' film from 1996. And we had a few options over in our Discord group for people to pick from, and they all voted on Awkward Dinners. So we have lists of films with Awkward Mm. Dinners. Smart. That's a smart topic. Yeah, it should be fun. All right, Ray, take it away
3: okay well my first pick for awkward dinners is um there's a little bit of hometown pride behind huh? this one um you can't I, submit one of your family dinners no <laughs> okay good I just, it has to be a movie. it was thanksgiving tommy, 1985 man <laughs> tommy i guarantee you've seen this one tommy and if oh. you haven't my heart will break oh no It's been covered on the next reel, so I'm doing a Mm. Steve Sarmento here. Mm. And I'm going with 1978's Dawn of the Dead. (gasps) What? Wait, the dinner scene? So, the dinner scene that I'm referring to is, if you remember, I want to say about two-thirds of the way through the film, there are three of the main characters left, and they're eating dinner. All in the ball? Right. They're uh, in their upper
1: in their little hideaway.
3: portion of the mall there. Yeah. yeah. And there's been no contact with the outside world. They have the TV on, but it's all fuzzy and they're trying to see if anything's going on. And Fran finally just gets so fed up that she goes over and turns off the TV and then Steven gets up and he turns the TV back on. And mm-hmm. it's basically they've just turned into the same zombies that they've been oh, fighting this whole mm-hmm. time. Uh, and so it's just gotten to be incredibly awkward between all of them. Hence the awkward. That note. is awkward. Oh, that is awkward. Pick. That's very
2: good. Good pick. All right. Andy.
1: All right. My list ended up being ridiculously long. Um yeah, I'm Me my, too. I, I I, I know, isn't it fun? I'm gonna start with a film that uh I I watched again recently and I just really love it. I think it was a uh really clever uh really clever horror movie that I wasn't expecting to be as enjoyable as it was. Um, And at the very beginning of the film, uh, we have uh, the take, this takes place during the civil war, a soldier who is just so disgusted by all of the, the awfulness going on. And uh, yet the, the kind of the accolades that he receives, he goes to this big dinner and everybody is just eating like just disgusting red meat and the way that it's shot it's just like it just makes you sick and he gets sick and he has to run out and throw up because it's so nauseating it is antony bird's ravenous and uh what Whoa, a, with, guy, with pierce. guy pierce uh i've never seen oh, it really i'm surprised by that sad. you should yeah. check that well, one out i
2: have because people eat people right they do i have a lot of trouble because even though i'm a horror movie fan i have a lot of trouble with people eating gross things on film it makes me kind of it hits my gag reflex a little bit usually not zombies though so maybe i know they're not zombies but maybe i should give it a try you
1: should give it a try because it's it's more um just about the kind of the mentality and and less about like there's not a ton of them like just ripping into flesh like the zombie movies or anything like that
2: that scene would probably have the kind of overtones that that one Lord of the Rings sequence that I love so yes. much, where they're marked, they're running into battle while the king is eating tomatoes and tearing it's things. It's disgusting. Apart it feels very After much like that. A jerk. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. All right, Tommy. Look at
2: me referencing Lord of the Rings. Weird. <laughs> Where's who ate, who ate Tommy? Okay. Um, is the point of this again? I like all of mine. Am I supposed to be ranking them in a certain way? Does it matter? You know,
1: Pete. Pete <laughs> sometimes likes to go, you know, third place, second place, and then first place. Um, I yeah. just, I sometimes am in more of a panic mode because I don't want things to be stolen, so I say them right oh, away. The steals. That's yeah. right.
2: Okay. Well, I'll do. Um, let's see. I'll do this one then. This is a pretty calm one. Uh, it. I have a deep love of dysfunctional family dinner scenes in movies. It's one of my, I can't take my eyes off it. I don't know if that says anything about me and my family, but I love it so much. The film for me is just okay. But this scene, uh, when Sarah Jessica Parker ends up alien as a new Mm. fiance, I believe ends up alienating herself from her entire fiance's Family from just a couple different things to the fact that Craig T. Nelson goes enough and screams and she starts crying. It's called the (laughs) family stone. And it is a mortifyingly well done scene of just someone having a complete break with all of her new family while bringing up something that some people would think is an acceptable thing to say. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and say the family stone <laughs> it was just as vague as possible. Be it.
1: <laughs> that is one of our uh, our favorites and definitely a a holiday uh regular yeah. on this end.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh really? Oh, yeah. oh, okay, cool.
1: Oh my, my wife right. watches it all the time. Yeah, loves it. Yeah. All right, Ray. Uh, number two.
3: That's it. All right. For my second pick, I'm gonna channel my inner marine. Hooah! <laughs> If that didn't give it away, then I don't know what will. My second pick is Scent of a Woman, and uh, the scene in question is whenever Al Pacino's character goes to his brother's house for Thanksgiving dinner. Only his brother's family wants pretty much nothing to do with him, and Chris plays O'Donnell the is. Ah oh, man, Doesn't I don't matter. remember the Keep actor's I don't name. Mean anyway, to you. I'm just trying to remember the scene. Chris O'Donnell is there as kind of Al Pacino's caretaker because he's blind. Right. And during this dinner, Al Pacino's one nephew just goes off on this angry tangent about how al pacino isn't a war hero but he was just being an idiot uh basically juggling grenades showing off and that's why he's blind and just basically trying to tear oh. al pacino down in chris o'donnell's eyes and it's just a very terribly awkward experience wow. um, is that the scene where he does
2: i know there's one scene where he does the quiet as if like ouch is that, yeah, that that scene that, or is it the cut it. it is that.
1: Nice. Oh, good call. All right, good pick. I totally very good do pick. not remember that scene at all from that movie. I
3: do not remember that movie. <laughs> very, very <laughs> tense scene. Very, and you know what? It, it's crazy because when you watch it, it almost feels like you're there. That's how awkward it is. It's... Whew, whew. I love Ooh, uh.
1: it. All right. For my next pick, Um, this is a little bit more of a... Uh, 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 <laughs> comedic take on on awkward family dinners and it's because the two people hosting the dinner with the woman um, make it horribly just uncomfortable because they are completely lying to her pretending who they are uh and it is of course dirty rotten scoundrels and you have <laughs> you have steve martin okay. and Michael Caine. <laughs> Wooing this woman only to steal all of her money, and right. and Michael Caine of course is the lover, and Steve Martin is his playing his really awkward as he calls it Rupert the Monkey Boy, uh, <laughs> peeing his pants at the table and uh, you know, poking himself with a fork in his eye, and all sorts of craziness. So uh, it's such a fun movie. <laughs> that's uh, that's my second pick, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, as
3: a great pick.
1: Nice.
2: Uh, for mine jumping off now of R- Andy's pick of Ravenous. Uh, this is a scene involving three, one, two, three people, and one of the people at the dinner table is actually the meal. Uh, this Ooh. is nineteen. I didn't look <laughs> any of these times up. Uh, <laughs> Hannibal. Mm. The Ooh. sequel to Silence the Lambs, where Ray Liotta, the incredibly misogynistic FBI <laughs> jerk, is served his own head <laughs> as he loses slowly the ability to speak as he has slowly served his brain while calling Jodie Foster. Oh, no, it was. Uh, what's her name?
1: Uh, who, yeah, who yeah, this, uh, oh, yes. Julianne Moore. Yes. Oh,
2: Julianne yes. Moore. Uh, the co- uh, corn pone P word. <laughs> over and over as he loses the ability to have any of his functions as slice by slice of his own brain is served up and table-signed by Hannibal Lecter.
3: That's awkward! <laughs> and and man, uncomfortable. That is, that is the one scene I remember from that movie. I always remember him carving the brain off of
1: Ray Lione. Yeah, oh, wow. and then he feeds
3: it to a kid in an airplane later. Spoiler alert! No worse.
1: Alright. <laughs> Alright, Ray. Final pick. Okay.
3: My final pick is definitely my favorite awkward dinner scene in any movie. Oh. Uh, it involves one of my favorite actors, which is kind of controversial to say nowadays.
1: Oh, Bill Cosby? Yeah. Bill Cosby. No. <laughs> it's the other Bill Cosby, the wider one.
2: Mm. Oh, Jay Simpson. I like <laughs> picking like not good actors. <laughs> Kevin
3: Spacey. Oh, yeah. Well, in American Beauty. Yep. So tenancy. there's the scene where after Kevin Spacey basically um, oh, what do you throw? blackmails Sorry. his boss yeah. and he comes home and Annette Benning his wife, is going crazy on him, you know, oh, thank you for making me the sole breadwinner in this house, right. Durka Durka dirka. And he's like, I don't want to listen to this Lawrence Welk music anymore. And then he throws the plate of uh, asparagus at the wall. And that's Right.
2: Oh, I love all your picks so much because the first thing I keep doing is going, there was a dinner seat, <laughs> and then they're all so good. That's great. That's a fantastic pick.
1: Yeah, smashing the asparagus into the wall, that's just, that's a good one.
3: That's the only thing asparagus is good for
2: Hey, anyways. now. <laughs> hey <laughs>
1: oh.
2: And he owns stock in asparagus. Right. He that That's used that one <laughs> shot of that, because it's taken, when he throws the thing, it's taken wide where you can see the entire yes table and all three people at the table is used expertly in that trailer, which when that trailer came out was my yes. favorite trailer of that year. Cause it's set to teenage wonderland. Gosh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should watch yeah, that again. It's really great. It's really, really great. Great pick, right?
1: Solid one. Thank you. All right. For my final pick, I am jumping to a film that um, it's a very quiet film. I think a lot of people are irritated by its quietness, but I, uh, found it to be really kind of mesmerizing. James Ivory uh, tends to make films like that. This is another Ivory Merchant uh, story, and it is the 1993 film, *The Remains of the Day*. What I oh. found just something that I have never forgotten about this film is when uh, Anthony Hopkins, he's like the head butler um, at mm-hmm. the at the house of Darlington Hall, and his dad. Uh, comes and starts working for him. Uh, who he had for, been a former butler, and there is a scene, and this is this big dinner where Lord Darlington is having a, kind of a big discussion with lots of different people about kind of the world and state of everything with Germany, and and <laughs> the the dad who's who's butting, I guess I'll say he's serving drinks and he has a cold, <laughs> and there is a shot, a close up of his nose dripping. And, no. and it drips into one of the drinks and <laughs> no. lord darlington Ooh. notices it and of course so does uh, anthony hopkins' character and uh, you know he kind of gives his dad a, a handkerchief and kind of gets him out of there and everything but it's just like uh, like if i were lord darlington like it just i don't know it just plays for just like grossness um, but it works well in context of the whole film and the way it all plays together so um That was my uh, final pick, The Remains of the Day, and the awkward uh, uh snot drop.
3: Nice. Who knew Anthony Hopkins was involved in so many awkward dinners? <laughs> That's
1: true. <laughs> All right, Tommy.
2: Mm, I can go gross or I can go smart, which would be like, I'll leave it to you guys.
1: Go smart. You just went gross go with Hannibal. Go smart.
2: All right. That's true, because this would have been treading the line. The gross one was would have been Alien. The chest burst <laughs> received from Alien. And they awkward. all get together and, and they're all eating. And then he's like, what do you got? Indigestion? And then the thing bursts <laughs> out. So, anyways, my Smarty one will be based on the let's say, what's the Pulitzer Prize for theater? Tony, Tony award-winning, one of my favorite plays I've ever seen. It is an all-star cast, and it has a an incredible, everything comes to a head when this incredibly dysfunctional family, when all of these daughters have to go back into this incredibly dysfunctional home in order to deal with their domineering mother, who, in helping her deal with the loss, seeming suicide of their father, the patriarch of the movie. Everything comes to a head, and it finally has uh, Julia Roberts leaning over, no, sprawling over Meryl Streep yelling the words, I'm in charge now!
1: <laughs> Any guesses? <laughs> yes, uh, it's the one that they were, oh, they, I, I know what it is, I'm blanking, it's something it's the name of a place, right?
2: Correct. August. Osage there County. Ooh. I love this movie. The movie got a lot of Flack, mostly because they give it a little bit of a happy ending when the ending of the play is incredibly dark. This one they gave, they it's called the Julia uh, Julia Smileback. When she gets out of her car, she's like, I am going to do okay. And drives off into the sunset Or the play ended with Meryl Streep's character, the mother, yelling after the maid that does no longer work for the family, crawling up to the attic of her house yelling for someone that no longer exists now that her family has left her behind. That being said, that dinner sequence is rough. Everything falls apart. Everything is opened. And I love it so, so much. I sometimes just cue up that scene in that movie because I'm a weirdo. (laughs) 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 And that's all I can say about that. So, August, Osage County.
1: That's one that's been on my list of films to watch, but I haven't checked it out yet.
2: The cast is remarkable.
1: Yeah, right? Hmm. Yeah.
2: Even before they were remarkable, Like Bander Dick Cumberface is in it in kind of a small role, but he's great. And
3: you just didn't really know who he was yet. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. Nice. Good list, right. guys. Do you guys have any uh backups that you want to throw out there real quick?
3: It's only ten. <laughs> oh, I have like eleven. No, just kidding. The old dark house.
1: Have a potato. Mm. Okay.
2: Hmm. But, oh, oh, but you this are what you are. That was one. What? Of Which one was it? But you are, you What's that? Whatever happened to Baby Jane when she serves her the rat? That's
1: so good. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's awkward. I'm sorry. What are we doing? Awkward or uncomfortable? Uncomfortable. Sorry.
1: Awkward. Um.
3: How about oh, yeah, Godfather right. Part Two? Whenever uh, they have the flashback scene where Michael reveals he's going to join the army.
1: Okay. Okay. I've got some uh, Lars and the Real Girl. Nothing <laughs> like uh, finding out your brother is dating a, an inflatable doll. <laughs> That oh, also man.
2: happens in August Osage. <laughs> God, just
1: Don't judge me. Oh, that also uh, happened in Remains of the Day. That's Wait right a minute. Uh, oh, okay. There's a trend. Back to the Future, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, My Best Friend's Wedding. Whoa. Texas uh, Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, and
3: wow. and Beetlejuice. How did oh, I think of
2: that? Damn, that's amazing.
1: Lots of fun stuff.
2: Oh. Fantastic, good lists.
1: All right, all right. So we have to we have to come up with uh, some options for next week. Next week uh, we are going to be covering the dinner game or la le, uh, le, le dîner de Con on mm. our mm. series. Uh, have you guys delicious. seen that one? It was remade as Dinner no. for Schmucks, in case you watched that instead.
2: Oh, I did see that, so now I feel embarrassed. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> the it,
1: it, The dinner game, it's uh, very much the same sort of thing. Um, the The a rich publisher meets a stupid but very kind person. They he plans to invite him to this dinner game where everybody makes fun of them. Um, but as it happens, you know they never quite make it to the dinner. They just end up, you know, kind of everything goes crazy and they fall apart uh, with insanity and craziness at his house all right so what could we throw out there we have um there's a, there's a tax auditor lovable accountant <laughs> can we just do accountants <laughs> it's fine
2: yeah it is a little tough we just did uncomfortable dinners and now this movie is about an uncomfortable <laughs> I dinner know,
1: right <laughs> well what's funny about it is you never actually get to the dinner
2: oh okay
1: you do in the um, remake, but not in this one. So is there something where, you know, people people never get to the thing they're trying to get to? I don't know. That's a might be horribly what about, um, awkward and vague.
3: Winning back a lover because the main character's um uh, trying to get his wife
1: back, isn't he? He is. So yeah, winning winning back a significant other.
2: What about sure. what about something about games? They're playing a game. Yes. Right? Yes. So either games that go wrong or games for adults or
1: I like games for adults,
2: games for adults. Okay. That seems like there would be a lot of those building models.
1: He builds models out of matchsticks matchsticks, or something. Well, I mean, do we have three? We have accountants winning back a significant other games for adults. Do we need more or are you guys good with those? No, that works. Tommy, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> is it, who's
1: going to vote for accountant <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey should we no I'm not saying well I guess I am saying <laughs> I mean yeah my my father was a CPA <laughs> not, and I loved all the movies based on his profession
1: so we do oh, okay what can we do with it then because he's a tax he's specifically is a tax auditor um, and he's hmm. it's all written for comedy so could we do um, tax comedy maybe
2: Yeah, something about the IRS or fear of the IRS, anything like that.
1: Sure. Let's just make it taxes in case it's uh, a different overseas sort of movie. That works. Tax comedies, winning back a significant other, and games for adults. There we go. It's a,
3: we did it. Sounds like a winning pretty combination. Good list. I think so. Well, if you
1: want to vote on those, you can head over to Discord, the Next Reels Discord group, uh, which you can find at thenextreel.com. And uh, you can join our Discord group and you can get in there and you can uh, cast your vote if you are a Patreon supporter. And to find out more about that, you can also go to thenextreel.com slash Patreon, where you can learn about what we do and how you can support us and help us out. And then you can vote over in our Show Talk channel. So that uh, next week, the Saturday matinee, we can talk about one of these three lists.
2: Yeah. Give us your money.
1: (laughs) That's right. Are we not supposed to say (laughs)
2: that? (laughs) Is that about the end of that segment?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think that works. You know, I think that works. Speaking of Mm. money,
3: I bet if you had some more money burning a hole in your pocket, you could go to the next dot com slash merch. Oh, and there's all kinds of cool stuff there for you to buy. Like if you if you wanted to get mobbed by a bunch of people who thought you were responsible for the coronavirus, you could get a, a, a face mask that says I am patient zero. <laughs> or maybe it's people that think that you just recommend
1: good movies. That's I don't right. Know. That's right. And uh, all of that stuff, uh, you know, you can find over at the And I guess that's it, guys. So. Thanks for joining me here. And uh, this
2: has been a wonderful Saturday.
1: Wonderful Saturday morning. And uh, we appreciate all of you out there. Have a great rest of your day. See ya. We did it.
0: Just visit the dot slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you.